Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matthew O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Gareth Price. I almost forgot we were. My camera. name got changed again. I was uh, dancing. Thuffering Thuckatash. I was. In, yeah. I was in. Uh, in light of a uh, Space Jam coming out. That was my I'm Sylvester the Cat. So excited about that. Oh, uh, I am zero percent excited about it. Well, but that's that's the generation gap. We are a gen. We are. I was six when that came out. Here's the deal. And I was just talking to my daughter about this today because she brought home a Space Jam, you know, toy from McDonald's with yeah. with LeBron dunking. And I was like, this is amazing. This is great. I was like, but Space Jam's when I was a kid. First of all, I was a little bit too old. And second of all, it was Michael Jordan who used to kill the Cavaliers every year and knock out of the playoff. I wasn't going to watch a movie with that jerk in it. Yeah, and do kids even know who Looney Tunes are these days? My kid, if you ask my kid who Daffy Duck is right now, he'd be like, I have no idea. He might know who Bugs Bunny is, but they don't know who Elmer Fudd is. They don't know no. who, uh, oh, the rooster. Oh, my goodness. Not Colonel Sanders. I can't remember. That. I can't remember. <laughs> Colonel Definitely not Colonel Sanders. Yeah, you know, but I was, I was wondering. I told my wife, I was like, "Do the kids even know who the Looney?" I don't, like, I don't, don't think they are. But this will make them relevant did, again. He did have a southern draw, right? The rooster. Yeah. Well, I do, I do. Foghorn Leghorn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn. I do, I do. To the point too, like I don't even know my kids will like really know who Daffy Duck is. They won't care. It has Braun. Yeah, is Daffy Duck on TikTok? Because then my kids don't know that. Yeah. So. That's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about LeBron. We're not talking about uh, Looney Tunes. We're talking about our own Looney Tunes, and that's Dynasty players. Because these people out here, they're a little loony. That wasn't wasn't your best. It was not even close to my no, best. Yeah. It was actually my worst thing. I've probably Where's the... Uh, 2021. Thank you so much for that. So today we're talking about contenders and rebuilders slash reloaders slash pretenders. So... What to do, how to manage your teams. All those things are the exact same, apparently. Slash. Yeah, yeah. Well, some people call it rebuilding. I like to call it reloading. And pretender? You said pretender earlier. That's just going off your dumb words. Just just saying contender, pretender, they ran. Oh, all right, Dr. Seuss. Uh, But before we get into any of that, we got to tell you about our friends at Manscaped. That's right, our great friends at Manscaped. Listen, summer is here, right? And right now, everybody's looking good. They're tanning up. They're looking very good. But guess what happens when you drop those draws? You're not so tan. It's like the sun's shining right back out on you right mm. now. You don't want those curly clouds blocking the view. And right now, you got to use that Manscaped right now. They have the Manscaped 4.0. That's right. You heard me. The 4.0. It's a perfect comp- complement that rest of the tan body. Not that little solar uh, white area underneath. And it doesn't matter. It's very pale down there. Very pale. <laughs> it looks like it's going to rain. Look at those yep. curly clouds. <laughs> There's no way to get tanner if you got the curly clouds blocking the view. You know, <laughs> you got to bonsai that bush, people. And... If you want to have a good summer, you got to do it right. You got to use the Manscape 4.0 lawnmower. Again, this is a fantastic tool. Everybody at Dynasty Nerds has this tool, and as far as I know, everybody uses it. The Manscape yep. 4.0. Check, it's fantastic. Check me off. Every time I go out with a new Manscape product, I use it. I enjoy it. My significant other enjoys it. My wife enjoys it too. And this Wait, is what? a t- <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait. <laughs> We're like real slow on the come yeah, up there. It took yeah. me a second there. <laughs> so you it out. But I mean, this is a tool that does a lot of great things. 7,000 RPM motor. I mean, that thing's humming. I mean, you could be an assassin or a sexy midsection. Whatever you want to use it for, this tool will help you out. Even though it doesn't cut skin because it's got that skin, skin, skin safe technology. Safe technology. I mean, if you get lost, there's an apocalypse and you still want to look good and there's no light. 4,000K LED light right there for you. It's going to show you the way. It's very bright. The promise lane. You know 4,000K? So it says here, four, wow. turns into 4,000K LED spotlight. I don't even yeah. know what that means. The amount of lot. lumens in Dude. an LED light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, LED. No, the amount of lemons? Dude, you want a precise lemons. shape. Lemmings? No, no lemons. No, the color no, no. temperature. Yeah, the lemmings. It's waterproof. It's got uh, the 360-degree br- blade rotor- rotary there. This thing does so much. But listen... It's, it's, it's a simple concept, people. You want to go out there and you want to have, you know, besides killing and crushing the Dynasty game, you want to be crushing your love life, right? And to crush, you don't need any soft landing, right? You got to make sure that you bring it down. You got to bring it down a hair. You got to make sure that, what do you say, Matt? If the tree is going to look good, don't, don't, don't cover it up with weeds. Make the garden look good. Yeah, you, once you trim the whole grass and everything, you can't leave the trees on weed whack, you no. got to get in there, clean those things up a bit, make everything look nice. Do you think anybody would respect Mr. Miyagi's wax on, wax off, wax off? <laughs> or whack? You know, he wants to do it. Nope. If he nope. wasn't bonsai, <laughs> sorry, <bush>. manscaped. <laughs> you know, manscaped, get out there, do it. And right now, we have a tremendous offer, so you too can succeed. Not only your dynasty game, but your love life and your own personal life. That's twenty percent off <laughs> with free shipping with the promo code Nerds. That's right, twenty percent off. And free shipping to promo code NERDS. Check out their wide array of selections. They have the new Weed Whacker 4.0, the, the nose trimmer, the, the, the gels and lotions they have. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm not gonna, I've never said this before in a podcast, but they have this lotion. It, it smells terrific. I think you, you have I said think, it. I think you have mentioned the You lotions. mentioned something about your 10-year-old. and It smells that good. It got weird. What is wrong with you? It got weird. <laughs> Real quick. I mean, I, that basically references every show. 20% but. off of free shipping. Use the promo code NERDS. Let's talk about contenders. So now, what do we talk about being a contender? Well, it's simple. How do you manage your team as a contender? Now, the simple answer here for being a simple question is, well, you just go win the whole damn thing, right? That's what you do. You got to win. But, Adios. I mean, that's really simplifying it. I think <laughs> it's it's easy to say I'm going this year. Like I'm a contender. How many tweets do we get? How many you know messages do we get saying, "Hey, I'm a contender." Mm-hmm. What's your advice? Well, you can't just say go out there and win. What is so? Let's sit here and talk about some advice we can give to contenders, and then we'll flip the script. Well, what even is a contender? Let's start with that because I don't even know that people always know whether or not they're actually a contender. Yeah, like Rocky 1 was your real contender. It wasn't until Rocky 2 or 3 until he was a contender. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it takes process. There's a process here. He didn't know that it was a show. You know, Rocky. This guy. <laughs> this guy. What's a contender, Matt? If he dies, if he dies. If he dies. Um, I mean, you. I'm, in my opinion, you have to have diff- uh, difference makers at probably three positions uh, uh, throughout your lineup. And you have to be a top two or three player no doubt it can't be you're squeezing into the playoffs or you're the bottom part of the playoffs you really have to be one of these top three teams in my opinion to be a bona fide contender and you have to be able to look at yourself and be like nope that team's not better than nope nope and you have to be able to say that honestly about nine times before you're actually a contender. and not even just that sometimes you might be in a top you might be in the top three but it's like a real murky top three where there's really like four or five teams there that are about the same. And then there's one or two that are just 
absolute studly teams and your team's not one of them. So you might be third, but there's two teams that you have no chance of beating. You're not a contender. Then you're still not a contender, even exactly. if you're third in that, even in that instance. So yeah. I think you have to really look at the entire landscape. Just because your squad is good in a vacuum doesn't mean you're a true contender Plus in your league. But you're close because you're third. And just like last year, you never know. They could have easily had Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley on a team. That team's unbeatable. By week three, that team is going to end up with a third overall pick. You know what I mean? So, but you don't want to bet that week one. No, no, you don't want to bet it week one, but you're always... You're always contending to win. So but the two things that both these teams have in common is you still have the same goal. When you play dynasty fantasy football, just like redraft football, there's we all have one goal, and that is to win a championship. That's yep. that's a number one goal here. Both topics we're going to talk about is how do we get to win a championship because that's all that matters. So, yeah, you're going to be in some leagues where there's teams that are they seem unbeatable. So how do you get in that level, right? Like any given Sunday, right? Those teams are probably have a first round bye, so they're going to have to play two games. So you just have to catch that team with one good week. So you have to acquire players, like Matt said, difference makers, right? Uh, I always believe, I've talked about it for seven years now, that I think the tight end position's a difference maker position, right? You can get the edge, get the edge there. Mm-hmm. Matt mentioned um, having guys that, that are difference makers at different positions, like a good solid core, and be able to look at these teams and say you could beat them. I think another thing here when you're a contender, it's that's that's the easy part. Looking at the main core of your starting lineup and saying this team could beat any team on any given day. That's the main point. But there's more to that too, because it's maintaining the team. It's I think when you're a contender, it's easy to become complacent. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to sit on that team and say, I don't have to do anything because this team's so good. But we mentioned before, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey could happen. I think it's important when you're a contender is to figure out how to make small trades. And how to acquire guys that aren't necessarily starters, but guys that you could fill in, flex spots, injuries, they can get you by. Um, whether it be a backup quarterback, maybe it's an older running back that, that, that somebody doesn't want. Maybe it's a PPR running back like Naheem Hines. Target those teams that are reloading or rebuilding and see what some of those older assets are on their, on their team that you can get for second-round picks, third-round picks. And I encourage all contenders this – that's what I encourage. Spend those draft picks. The least amount of value that second round, third round picks, any of those picks have are when you're a contender. Those those are almost meaningless picks. So you want to use those to acquire guys that you hope you never need to start. Mm-hmm. And so it could be almost of a waste to pick in somebody's eyes, but if they're there when you need them, it's going to be super, super valuable. Um, a guy like a Samaj P. Ryan last year would have helped you win a championship in your championship game last year when he scored 23 points. And maybe at the time, you had to give up a third-round pick for him. Is Samaj P. Ryan worth a third-round pick? Absolutely not. But if you own Joe Mixon and you would have, you would have made that trade for yeah. Samaj P. Ryan, he would have helped you win a championship during a championship game with a 23 points. Right. At the end of last year, specifically, when Joe Mixon was out, he was then worth a third round. And and that's and that's when you have to take, you know, the opportunity to kind of cash in on some of these some of these guys that have small windows of value, but for but for a contender, they could make all the difference between, you know, winning the championship and getting bounced in the first round of the playoffs. One one of the things that I think can be an easy mistake is I, I think a lot of times contenders don't always look forward far enough because a lot of times, a lot of the deals aren't made until the trade deadline, which is fine. Sometimes you need to evaluate your team, see where it's at and all that. But that is when you are paying the most expensive cost 
to get these veteran mm-hmm. players. If you know you're a contending team at your team's rookie draft, you already know you're a contender, try to make some of those moves for the depth pieces or if you need one more star at running back because you're stacked everywhere else. That's that's when you can really cash in on a guy like Chris Carson or something like that because, you know, maybe his, his value is a little bit depressed just because he's getting a little bit older. Who knows if there's, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. Somebody really wants Elijah Moore. Exactly. And, you know? and, the, and the young hotness is looking really good at that point. So I, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes contenders make is they wait too long to think about their trades and now they're mortgaging their entire future, which... Sometimes it's worth it to do that, but it, four months earlier, you would have had to pay half of that cost to get the exact same player. So I think you need to think about the the life cycle of a dynasty season when you're doing this as well to help maximize your value overall. Yeah, this is another reason why the Dynasty GM on DynastyNerds.com is such a great tool. Um, we try to focus that tool to find every area of dynasty to help you along the way. And the League Analyzer is a great point here because it's going to show you the strengths of your team from an outside perspective. And maybe it will tell you, hey, your your weakest position here, and maybe you have George Kittle. So you feel like I have George Kittle, but I'm good. I have Darren Waller. I'm good. I'm Travis Kelsey. I'm good. But it tells you that's your weakest position. Okay, well, who's a little bit stronger there? I'm. It, that's fine. I'm going to start Travis Kelsey every single week. But obviously, if something goes wrong there, I still want to try and win the ship. So where can I go out there and get some help, right? Maybe I try and acquire some guys that have some upside, like an Anthony Ferkser, right? Sure. Or somebody who's... Tyler uh, Higby. Tyler Higby. Somebody whose value is dropped off completely, like a guy like Austin Hooper, who might bounce back a little bit and get for super cheap. Got moves like that just to inquire depth. To make sure you have a lot of players on your roster to help you get by because it's always gonna be a rocky season. And now that we're expanding the season to an 18 game season, which means your, your regular season going from week 13 to week 14, it just increases the odds of guys either sitting later in the season, uh, getting ready for the playoffs or being hurt either way. And the team being extra precaution, you know, precautionary to make sure they could be healthy for the playoffs, which would not be, your playoffs right. at the time. It's when you're going to need them the most. So making small moves, it to me, is very important because everybody in Dynasty is always trying to make the big move, but a lot of times it's the small moves that you make that can pay huge dividends down the road when you're trying to make a push. Yeah, I mean, in years past, there's been guys like Frank Gore and, and stuff like that, that the, the aged veteran that, that just seems to get passed around in Dynasty circles, but, you know, Obviously, he doesn't hold value anymore, so I guess it's not relevant a relevant name. But he was able to win you games late in the season just because he was always there. He was like old reliable, basically. And so you have to find the, the modern-day version of, of a Frank Gore or one of these type of guys to kind of get you over the hump and just, just through games sometimes. Just a startable yeah, A guy, guy like Kareem Hunt who yeah. doesn't have a super high ceiling with Nick Chubb there. But you know week in, week out, he's probably going to get you around 10 points. And that – that could be the difference in when somebody goes down, somebody gets hurt. And I think in, in the playoffs, that's one thing I want to make sure I have is at least one startable backup at every position. Because yeah. once you get to the playoffs, if somebody gets hurt, you can't make a trade anymore. Right, you're done. And that player's not sitting on the waiver wire. So you just blew your season because you weren't willing to give up your third-round pick to get Naheem Hines to make sure that you had enough startable depth at your running and, back position. And Kareem, Kareem Hunt is a, a high-end option, too. Because, I mean, right. if he finds himself into a, into a starting role because of, of injury to Nick Chubb or anything like that, he's he can win you games. Like he, sure. I mean, he's, he's, he's very capable from that, but you're going to pay extra for that as well. Sure. Uh, he's not, you're not going to be getting him for a third-round draft pick or a second-round draft right. pick. You're probably going to have to give up a first-round draft pick to get a, 
a guy that's serviceable for serviceable, serviceable for, the for most of the say. time. Exactly. But, you know, he could win you a championship. So it, it, he's worth it, in my opinion. And don't be afraid to get ahead of it. If a guy goes down for injury and then, say, a guy's coming in for his backup, don't be afraid to try and get in on that player who might be a complete bust but could turn into, like I said, some IGP right at the end, but a guy who might have opportunity later on that could turn into a solid player where the price will go up. So say, like, say somebody goes down. Say Odell Beckham goes down, right? Well, that increases the, the the value of whoever that third receiver is, like whether it be Rashard Higgins or Donovan Peoples-Jones. Sure. Or it could be anybody in that situation. Don't be afraid to buy that player, too, and take that risk. I think there's another side of this, too, that nobody talks about is when you're a contender where, okay, I'm a contender. What do I do? How do I manage my team? That you just focus on this season because you're a contender, right? I think a really good move for a savvy contender is, how do I keep this ship sailing, right? Like, how do I maintain this ship? Like, or how do I maintain this car? Like, where you're not just going to run it into the ground and then blow it up to be a reloader, right? To rebuild this team. I think a really good dynasty owner, and I've been able to do this in some leagues, is to manage your team with expectations to win now, but always trying to win later too. Like, how can you capitalize? And a lot of that comes with, you know, if you're a good team, you have some good depth, right? As you get closer to playoffs and your team does get healthy, and if your team is really good and you're very confident in your team, don't be afraid to sell some to some teams that are still trying to get into the playoffs. Because a lot of times that will work out. It's 50-50 where that team's trying to make that push to get in, and they still don't get in. So you end up with a higher pick. And by that, it means, like, if you're a good team and you do acquire these small pieces and you do draft well and you get some good depth, don't be afraid to, as you get close to the playoffs, to sell off some guys you might not be able to start. Not all of them, but those should be always moves in the back of your mind as well. It's like, okay. If you've I, got four starting running backs, some needs a running back, and you, you unload a Chris Carson or something like that. Or 23 first. Sure. Right? Don't be, don't as be long as you're confident there. that they can't beat you, because the worst would be if you gave them the piece to beat you in the playoffs. Yeah, but again, as long as you're not confident that they're gonna, it's going to make a difference maker, but this is... You should be always confident in your team, right? Like, and you should look at it. And that's, I think that's the biggest worry about some people like, oh, I can't make them better. I can't give them a player. If you think your team is good enough to win, then that's a risk you should be able to take sometimes because that's the difference between you doing well long-term and then you run the team in the ground. Because I've been able to find ways to do that where... It, sure, is, it is a fine line. It's a very fine line. That you're, that you're and I would rather do that walking. before the trade deadline. But... It's personally, it's not always teams that are like right up. I'm telling you, there's always teams in your league that are like, if you think they're a fake, then yeah, not, absolutely. Even if they get in, they don't worry you, but they're always trying to make that push. And then a running back goes down, a receiver goes down. Don't be afraid to take advantage of those sure. players as well. Now I'm not talking about the, like you're one, one and the guy one, two, like offering him a trade. Right. I'm talking about those guys as you get closer, they're fighting to get in. They're the seventh best team in the league. Eighth best team yeah. in the league. They're trying to squeak their way into the playoffs. So. I made tons of moves with yeah. the guys and they missed the playoffs and more so their future first. Like I don't want their 22 first. Like you go for their 23 first, right? You attack that moment. And maybe you have a guy that's doing pretty well, or you have the guy that popped up. That's temporarily good. And you can sell him for like a little sure. draft kettle. It's also about buying. It's not just, it's also about selling, not just buying. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, does that make sense? I know I said capital wrong. It's, it's, it's all right. <laughs> you said capable. Capable. I can't speak well. It's okay. 
I was um, trying really hard not to. Laugh. I know, and then that made you laugh. Yeah, I, know. Which but, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's it's yes. it's a fine line to like it's a savvy way to be good for a very very long time. And what what do I? Why we talk what, about flipping those running backs? And, and, and same I, thing in the offseason. You sell those running backs for future running backs. And I am all for flipping the running backs at a certain time. But you have to know when to hold and, I guess, when to fold on, on some of these guys. You got to know when to hold. <laughs> Go <Thanks>. ahead. <laughs> know when to fold them. Yes. <laughs> We're good. Know when to walk away? No. no I, I already walked Nothing. away. Please. Right. No more. Like all right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But, I, mean, I don't even listen to country that, music in any of that one. That's something that nobody really talks about when you're a contender is, like, not just, like, you're, you should always be focused on what's at hand now and what lies ahead. And that's that could put you in a position to be very good because when you're when you're a contender, it's really hard to get good draft picks, right? It is. So the more draft capital you have, maybe now you have one twelve and you have one eight. Well, one twelve and one eight is going to put you in a better position to get one three. I, I agree with the overall concept of what you're saying. I think it's I think it's tougher to execute though. I do as well. I, I have I've a been hard, doing it for years. It. it I personally. I'm one of these guys that I'm just going to hoard them right into the playoffs. I'm just going to hoard. I'm I'm not going to give them to some, unless it, unless it's somebody that I know that I can be. And that's a, a, a seventh or eighth seed type of person. That's trying sure. to squeak their way. But you, again, I'm not talking about, you know, those teams. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. You're not giving it to the, the one, two guy, the one, three guy or the third best right. guy that it's loaded. It, it's just not giving the, the playoffs. Piece. Anything can happen. And I've seen, I've been the sixth seed. That's one. I've been the first seed. Don't that's play lost. scared. Like, don't play scared. Don't I, play scared. I, I'm I just. I, I would rather, I would rather go all in personally. I, I get that as well. It's just, I, I think that's. Play to win the game. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but for me personally, that's how I've been able to, for some teams, maintain, like maintain and I, success. And, and I and think put myself in a position to get some good young players to keep adding to my already championship caliber roster. I think that's I a good concept. I'm just and saying it, it's, it's but, tougher but to, but that's how you it. keep it flowing too, because now when you get this young player, right, you get that young player. Now you're get you're acquiring that depth of what I was talking about. So the only way to acquire that depth to make that move in the first place is to acquire more talented players sure. to sell off the older players. And it's just like this ever ending cycle. And then you can still buy the young players that you want. And sometimes it's players that turn into like, hey, I have Melvin Gordon. I'm buying Austin Eckler. Sure. Well, now I'm in a really good position where I have both those good players. Because right. some of those players that you buy split off that are, are like yep. okay guys could turn out to be really good guys give you more depth. So the small trades can put, turn into a big trade. You selling can turn into a big player down the road. It, there's a lot of ways to do it because we know when those players are making a push, they get desperate. They'll give up a little bit more. And sure. there's it's just finding the right value at the right time. That is what it's all about, and it's. I think it's very easy to come up here and say if you have a glut at a position to sell it to the number eight person. That's it's. That's you know that's in a vacuum, right? I mean, it's it's harder to, to pull these things it's off. It's all hard. It, it's yeah, hard exactly. to win a championship. It, it, it's hard. It's yep. nothing about this is easy. There's no people watching this YouTube show or listening to this show because it's just easy. It's like you're trying sure. to get as much information you can. This is more information to try. And you're right. Sometimes I try to do it, and the trades don't go through. Sure. But the point is, like you should. My point was, if you're a contender, don't be complacent. Always be trying to make moves. Sure. Don't just be a buyer. Don't be afraid to be a seller as well as my point. it's That's how you become a very good, well-rounded dynasty manager is you're never complacent. As soon as you get complacent, you're getting passed up. Sure. you got to be constantly making moves. And I think a lot of times what people are going to tell you as a contender is buy, 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 buy. But what I'm saying is don't be afraid to what, as well to sell. 
is my point. It's, it's got to be the right situation, but but don't be afraid. But everything's yep. the right. You know, that's my point. Though. Like everything's the right situation. Right. The right. It's got to be the right situation to buy. It's got to be the right situation to sell. And it's all in a vacuum because some team, some leagues are really hard to make trades in, and some are really easy to make trades right. in. And some have owners that are foolish and they think they can win. And some people are more realistic and they're not gonna they're not gonna buy anything you're selling because they know the position they are in. But it's finding the right owner. It's finding the right player. It's got to be a good fit. But it's your job as a dynasty GM and a dynasty manager to do that. It's why we build the tools that we build to help you navigate those lanes to find the perfect spot, to give you more information to back up your stance, to let you know where your team really stands. Like it's it's important. It's important to put in that work. And yes, like redraft, you can luck your way into a championship because you hit on your, all your draft picks and sure. you kind of lucked into it. But if you want to, de- if you put the time in and you dedicate yourself like this and you're staying at the forefront and making all these moves, odds are you're going to be a true contender and always competing for the ship for many years instead of for that hashtag two to three year window. So my point is so like you're finding a way to, to, to freeze the pendulum in the upswing is what you're saying basically, yeah. but you know, you're fighting gravity. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to fight gravity, right? I, I feel like in, our, in our oldest league, it's been going for almost 18 years. I feel like I've found a way for the most part to be a contender for a majority of that 18 years than not I, a contender. I agree. I would agree with that. But how many times have you won in that league? Correct. It's a hard, it's hard to win. I know. I agree. But I've come in, I have a lot of second place. Finishes. Yes, you do have a lot of second place. And it's, like, it's just luck. You know, so that, it sometimes is luck. you face Alvin Kamara on Christmas, yep. like I did last year, and you, and you and you get beat right then and there. Right. And I've, I have a lot of this. But it's, I feel like that's one of those leagues I'm talking about where I've always find it. Like I'm always moving those running backs and making those moves and making those trades to not only acquire a young guy. I did this year. Some guy didn't want his um, 2-2 or something. I gave him my future first. I took Michael Carter. That's a risk. But if it's a risk that pans out, then I have another running back in my stable. Sure. It could not pan out right. as well. You know what I mean? That's a move I made as well. But I'm always trying to make moves even as a contender. That's a situation I, I bought in. And I think this is where you and I differ a little bit, right? Because I'm I'm willing to go up, peak, yes. hit it for three or four years. And blow it and all up. Blow it up yep. and come right back up. And that's, and that's how I do it. And... and I, I feel like I can hit a higher peak like that where you're going to be doing this more and I'm going to be, I'm going to be here and down and there and down and you're, you're up, you're up, you're up high, but you, maybe you don't quite hit the peaks that I'm going to be hitting. You're definitely not hitting any of the valleys that I'm hitting using that type of and, uh, system. And here, and here's something nobody talks about either. Cause we sit here and talk about ships all the time from a financial aspect. <laughs> from a finance, no, yeah, financial, finishing in the money every for, year. Yeah, for finishing. Absolutely. Listen, I want the title more than anything, but for coming in second a lot of years, to say I'm up financially in that league, sure, would be an understatement. Absolutely, an understatement. So even a third, and most leagues are going to pay you out for third place with credits, however you pay your leagues out on. Right. And second, as much as it sucks to come in second place, a lot of times you're getting rewarded for financially for that. So to be a contender year in year out, and yeah, you're right. The championships don't always come that way because I can sit here and say I faced Alvin Kamara or this happened or this player player got hurt. Yeah. But from a financial aspect of it too, there's a lot of rewards by being in that in that swing as well and always being hungry for the ship. And there's there is different ways to go about it. Yeah. We're gonna talk about like sure. you've done a magnificent job multiple times of blowing your team up. So you're gonna have a more better, you know, thing to talk about here when we get to the blow up section. But 
I think that's that's is that a compliment or not? I don't know. No, he's done, he's done a good job. I've seen I've seen a lot of good people blow up. Right, I have a friend Colleen who yep. in, in our high stakes league, she's a she's masterful blow up, and it's just there's a lot of different ways to look at being a contender and how to stay on top. You know, it's like you mentioned, don't be afraid to sell. Sometimes when you're a contender, you can take those players. If if you move the right players at the right time correctly, it's a good way to always stay on top. Yeah, it's. It's listening to the Dynasty Nerds podcast and listening to those young players to buy when we say to buy at that right time as well that maybe you only take a year off. Because there's a lot of times in that league where, like, I'll just take a year off where I'll suck it up because I'm making some moves for some young guys that sure. I believe in, and they got to pan out. And, of course, that has to pan out too. Because easily, you know, some guys are talking Jalen Rager, and he's talking Justin Jefferson, and you I, listen to Jalen Rager guy, and now you're still sitting in the basement because you tried to make that move. It didn't pan out. A weird time to take a shot, but all right. Uh, but ultimately, <laughs> I, I actually sit somewhere in between because I would, I would, I would, well, not literally, uh, <laughs> but preseason, I would do a lot of what you said. Like, I, I would be willing as a contender to move some of those players. But once I get to midpoint in the season, I'm, I'm hoarding all the best players that I possibly can. So I would probably be somewhere in between where you guys are at. Yeah. Preseason, I'd be willing to do that. During the season, I probably see that me because I I see as a contender, if I it depends. I, I want to give myself the best opportunity to win. This it depends year if how I think deep I'm a it depends how deep your team is. But like if I go into a playoff team and say I have Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara, and then my third running backs Miles Sanders, but then I also have Antonio Gibson. Right? There might be not saying I'm selling him here or Cam Akers, for example. Say they're middle of the road. Like I don't know where you're at, but like that might be a really good opportunity where you still have the best players that you can get a lot for Cam Akers, right? Like most people wouldn't want to sell him. And yeah, you got to stay healthy, but you have Miles Sanders as the backup that you could sell a player like that and get a significant return. Sure. And that significant return will help you long-term. And what I'm saying is you're still not hurting your team. Yeah, you don't have the depth that you want him to get hurt, but like... But you're bettering another team also. So that's, that's, that's where in my... That's how I justify hoarding. Like, I wouldn't do it to a team that I think would legitimately beat me with that player. I would not do that. Again, that's my point, though. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like I'm not selling to a team that I think. I get it. I'm selling the team because that person is in that mindset, saying, "If I get this player, I can win it all." But like the GM's going to tell them, we would see it. Like, unless they get really lucky, they're not beating me. Sure. But like, I'm more scared about the really good teams I'm not trading with, right. unless that team. I'm hoping that team doesn't even get me because I know the team they're going to end up playing. Does I'm not even most likely even going to play that team. You know what I mean? Like they're going to play somebody else, so they have to get lucky twice to even get to me in the first place or beat me. So I'm just telling you, that's how you get, that's how you get a team to stay good long-term. Blah, 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 blah. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Well, let's move on to uh, talking about our friends over at Prediction Strike. We're talking about when to buy, when to sell, what to do for these contending teams. You get to do some of that same type of stuff over at Prediction Strike. You get to figure out when's the right time to buy some of those players that could be superstars. You're trying to figure out when to sell those guys before they hit that cliff. A lot of the same type of things that you're doing for a contending team or a rebuilding team, you get to do over at Prediction Strike. And at PredictionStrike.com, you can do all of this, but I like to do it personally on the app. They have the app for uh, iOS. And best of all, you can sign up with the promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code DYNASTY to receive 10 free dollars with your first deposit of $20 or more over at Prediction Strike. Gotta love, got love the apps. Sorry. I'm going to tell you to check out an app and a friend of ours, realitysportsonline.com. 
And you want to talk about an app, you can try some for free as well. Hey. Check out their app and try out their mock draft for free to see exactly what we're talking about. What we're talking about is with the realitysportsonline.com, the number one auction site in the world today when it comes to fantasy football and dynasty fantasy football. This is a site that's going to give you an opportunity to be that real general manager in football where it's not just about who you draft. It's about maintaining salaries in your league. That's what an auction league is. You bid on money and you, how much you want to pay this player and how many years you want to pay them for. This is what Reality Sports Online does. It's a different way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football. And as you become a bigger fan of Dynasty, there's different ways you want to play it. I know I got friends like John Bosch who swears by auction. It's the only way he wants to play. He thinks it's the only way to play Dynasty. And there's thousands of people like him. Mm-hmm. And this is the platform that Reality Sports Online gives you. They have free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, the franchise tags, first-round options, Automated contracts, functionality, and so much more. I know it sounds complicated. It's not. It's easy to go test your metal with that free mock draft that they have and see how it works. I encourage everybody to try that first before you get into it. And once you do, I promise it's going to be a new way to play that you're absolutely going to love. And right now, you can use the promo code NERDS and get 10% off your team or your league today. That's a really good discount on an entire league. Check them out. See if you like it. I promise you will. Give it a chance. Reality Sports Online. Promo code NERDS, 10% off Reality Sports Online. Fantasy just got real with realitysportsonline.com. Now, rebuild mode, Flip right? the script. Reloading. Matt, tell us how you like to manage a team that whether, you know, you've been stuck in the middle or you're ready to blow it up. Because we didn't mention this in the beginning of the show either, is there's no place worse to be than the middle. And this is where the right. Dynasty GM helps you. It tells you if you're stuck in the middle. You need to be either a contender or you need to be rebuilding, reloading. One of the two. So whether you're stuck in the middle or you've you've won a couple of championships in a row and you feel good about it and you know a good draft class is coming up and you're just ready to blow this up and start anew, tell them how you feel, how, do, how you make that decision, Matt, how you come to that decision, and then how you – how you kind of execute as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the pendulum earlier, you know, you have to know kind of when you're on your backswing, when you're, when you're headed up to the, to the championship as well. Um, but you also have to kind of get a feel for when your window at that level is closing and you're starting to swing back down and you don't want it to swing back down too far. Cause that's, that's when your whole team has crumbled and it's become decimated. You got right. no good assets um, so it's it's when it starts swinging down and and you realize that there's some other teams we 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 talked about this there's some other teams maybe making a move they're coming together and you can kind of see that their window is starting at the same time yours is going down that's when it's time to start taking an honest look at your team you look at the guys that are 28 year old wide receivers prime of their career but by the time you start swinging your way back up they're going to be useless assets. And that's, and that's the, 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 the places that you start there. The running backs obviously are the ones that we always want to sell. And, and, you know, I'm okay even going through a pendulum swing and probably holding on to tight ends and, and quarterbacks because they're, they're longer term type of assets. And, and, you know, aside from George Kittle and, and some of these top guys, there's not a lot of, uh, of value there to be traded away. But I mean, I get, if you get a guy, a Hunter Henry at the right, the right time, you want to, you want to start selling those guys as well, but you have to be honest with yourself and, and, and identify that you're, you're on the way down and, and that's how I do it. And then you start right at the top with, with your best players that are aged 
You don't want to. You don't want to be get. There's no reason to get rid of a 24 year old wide receiver at that point that you have. But anyone that's 25, 26, those are the guys that you start looking at. And anyone that's 28 and above, you're you're absolutely unloading it from your team right away in a rebuild. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that more. I, a lot of my rebuilds start the same way. You you know you you had a good team. It was fun and just it's just probably not going to all come together anymore. Yep. And chances are I'm I'm probably willing to get out a year too early on a couple of these players and depending on position specifically running back. We hammer that home a lot, but I'm going to probably sell a running back a year too early than a year too late because they go from you Dalvin Cook's worth three first right now. If he turns into Todd Gurley next year, we don't expect that, but we've seen it happen with Todd Gurley. You sure. know, we've seen it happen with Melvin Gordon. We've seen it happen with a lot of these running backs where they go from worth tons to you can't get you can't get a second round pick for him. The difference between a running back that's 25, 26, and 27, 28, and the value is just it's bonkers. astronomically different. It is bonkers. They are just astronomically different, like you were saying. Yep. So uh, I'm I'm very much in the same boat. The two main things you're going after, and you, you mentioned it, you're looking at young players, young assets that you can build around, and draft picks. The most difficult part about rebuild is most of the pieces you're dabbling with are going to be unproven. All risk. You're going to have a lot of risk. You're going to have a lot of risk. The great part about rebuilds is you get the opportunities to snatch up value wherever you can. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really fun because if you're a contender, a lot of times you're going to have to overpay to get that piece to help put you over the top. Well, the opposite end of that Conversely, is yep. you get to sell a, you know, we, we've mentioned his name a couple of times, a Chris Carson for probably a little more than he's worth. And now you got a first and a second for Chris Carson in a class that you love and, you know, right. whatever it is. So uh, you have to, you can't just build around one or the other. You, know, you need to have some good young assets that you know are Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lambs, guys like that. Or if it's super flex, you have Justin Herberts, Joe Burrows, young young cornerstone pieces that you can really build around. But you need to you, you're going to have to take some risks with these picks as well because you're not going to be able to just acquire young players because they're too expensive. Everybody wants young talented players. You're going to have to take some risks but gobble up value wherever you can. And and we, we, we I mean we mentioned it on the podcast quite a bit but if I think for this for this section I think we should mention it again. Start with the quarterbacks, start with the wide receivers, start with these long-term and the tight ends because these are the guys that take a little bit of time in the NFL to kind of come into their own and kind of flourish in, in, into a, a major role in any kind of offense for the most part and their long-term assets. And then towards the end of your rebuild, that's when you fill in with the, with the running backs. I just wanted to at least put that out there and mm-hmm. say it because I, I felt like we should. What do you guys do when you're blowing up your team you got some players on your roster, and you just gotta get rid of them. They're 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 a little bit older. They're at twenty nine, thirty years old. Guys like say you have an Adam Thielen, for okay. example, right? Probably gonna be a wide receiver one. You're putting his name out there. You know you know the cliffs coming here soon. You know the value is about to take a big dip. Probably after this season, going to twenty twenty two, it'll be worth significantly less. You're putting him out there in your your league, and nobody's biting. Are you guys willing to just? put him out there continually to the trade deadline and then eventually just take, well, are you willing to just take the best offer you can get? 
That's a tricky one. Um, if you think the player has another year, no. But if you think that cliff is that close, then yeah, you take whatever. Specific, um, let, let's use him specifically, Adam specifically, Thielen. Specifically, Adam Thielen. Who maybe has two more years, but it's a big maybe, right? It's a sure. big maybe. They're, they're trying hard to get rid of Kirk Cousins here. Um, he could be a cap casually. We don't want to that. Like you have Kirk, so you have Kirk Cousins in the best, or you have Adam Thielen. You you blew up everything. You blew up everything. You're still stuck mm-hmm. with Adam Thielen here. The it's a say it's a super flex league. The best you offer you got is a 22 second and a 23 second. I'm doing it. I would do it, and I'm. Yep. Uh, but I'm waiting till the last possible second. And yep. I might even make an announcement. Hey guys, I'm getting rid of Adam Thielen. Um, end of the week is the deadline. Best best trade gets him. And, and sometimes that works out really well because you I start always do that. bidding wars between exactly. people. And yeah. yep. So, so I that's always how I would handle. do that. Yep. Like if I can't get a verbal player, I say. Hey guys, let you know this is on the clock. I'm getting rid of him no matter what. So the best offer I could come in, I get will come in, and then usually it does create a slight uptick in value for offers wise. Garrett did that in a league that we're in together, and he like he would like text out a leaderboard every time a new <laughs> trade came in. I, I would literally tell people like, "Oh, good offer, but you're in third out of five. Sorry." Like, <laughs> oh, okay. and so like I literally I'd update it. So like like. My, my offer is only the third best. Okay, I got it. It actually worked out really that's, well. That's I got a real it. good idea too, though. Like yeah, make it boatload. Yeah, yeah, I mean work. I mean the point is, I about that is work hard at it. Like when mm-hmm. you're blowing it up, like that's how I said work hard at the at the when you're a championship, right? Like the opposite said is when you're reloading. There's no, there's no easy part of this game. I mean, Dynasty's 365 days a year. It's you got to work hard in the offseason to study for these rookies. You got to work hard in the summer because that's a slow period. Dynasty summer. But sometimes that's an easy time to make some some trades as well. And then in season, couple cocktails here, a couple cocktails yeah. there. All of a sudden, you got to do and yeah. start. I mean, a summer in the dead periods a good period to start laying some groundwork. Like, hey, not right now, but as we get close, you know, as the season comes along, like, is there any players that you might be interested in my roster? If you're like, if it works out for you, yeah. like set, like stuff like that, start setting groundwork. Like in this reload, if you're going to reblow it up, like start making offers, like don't wait until mid season. Right. Like if you know you're going to blow it up, like start targeting players that you want to target. Maybe somebody took somebody in a rookie draft that you really want. Well, guess what? Rookies start off slow. Cause this is an addition by subtraction type of thing. If you have an aged veteran, that's just going to help you win games, get them off your roster. You know yes. what I mean? So, so yeah, it, it is um, that is part that's part of the theory as well is, is to to clear off some of these guys to make make sure that you, I mean I don't want to say you're, that you're tanking because I don't I don't like that. I, I was term actually I, just going to ask. So finish your thought, but I want to ask about that. I I don't I, if I have the good players, I'm going to start them like no matter what. So there's there's no you know real tanking in the way that I I, I think go about I it. I agree. If you shell if you if you're unloading your team and you don't have great assets to start then your team's going to be worse and no one can say that you're tanking you're just your team stinks you know yeah. you're you're building for the future you're not you're not trying to win this year but you you literally can't win week in and week out with the roster that you have uh, so what is your guys's thoughts on le- like actually tanking where you might not start a full lineup or you're that's, intentionally putting a guy to, no, that you know isn't going to get any points how do you guys feel about that? I had that? somebody bring this up to me on a, uh, they were very upset in one of the nerds leagues because I was not trying to win. Right. And on my taxi squad, I had Joe Burrow and I was starting a quarterback that wasn't as good as Joe Burrow on a weekly basis on my starting roster. And they're like, well, how is that not tanking 
if you have a player on your taxi squad, you're not starting. I was like, is he, because he's not on my active roster. I was like, and honestly, to bring him up, I have to cut a player. So who are you to tell me what player I have to cut? And that's and that's a very gray area, I would say. We, we talked about it before. It is a gray area. So, <laughs> but like, I, my definition is tanking is if there's anybody on your active roster that you should be starting over somebody else, and you're not starting them. And again, it's clear cut, not like sure. something close. Then you're tanking. That's not that's not cool. Um, if there's somebody on your taxi squad that you could start, and you're starting somebody who's like significant, like you're not like you're starting somebody who has almost zero points, and you have. Jonathan Taylor on your Texas squad. That's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, but if you have Naheem Hines starting on your roster, who's scoring, he's like a running back two, and you have a running back one in your roster, like, I'm okay with that because that's your ta- that's your right as a Texas squad because I never tell anybody to cut anybody. Like, I'm not, as another owner or, or a GM, I have no position to tell you, hey, you have to cut um, Joe Blow. Mike Williams. Yeah, Joe. Because he's not that good. Joe Blow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to start or, a fight or, with me? Okay, here you go. Or, <laughs> subtle. Or just somebody, somebody way down the lower, a guy like for the Browns, for example, like Rashard Higgins. Okay. Right? Like, hey, well, you can cut Rashard Higgins and bring him up. Like, I don't want to cut Rashard Higgins. Let's go even deeper. Like, a hot, like some somebody that you just see as like a totally developmental. Hakeem Butler just went from wide receiver to tight end. Like, that. He has literally almost no shot at doing that. But who am I to tell you that you have to cut Hakeem, Hakeem Butler? Because what maybe happens you if th- it does pan Maybe out? you think he's the next Darren Waller, and, and he's making this transition from wide receiver to tight end. Who am I to tell you? So that's where it gets great. It does get great. And, and, and you and, can't cross that line because right. if it goes bad once, your whole league's ruined. Because exactly. Your whole league's ruined for it. So to me, tanking is who's on your act. Don't worry about Texas squad. You know, the tech squad's there for a reason. Who's on your active roster? And don't tank. Like always, like I said, you got to start them on there. And another thing I think you could do there with a player like that is don't be afraid to try and just manipulate the draft. Where we talk about this all the time. Like, okay, God, he's offering me two seconds. Okay, what if I just it said, what if I give you Adam Thielen and you give me, you give me your 23 first and I'll give you and um, I'll give you my 22 second and you give me your 23 first and third. You know, because like, hey, it's going to be a late third and I'm going to have a high second, so it's probably going to offset, and it's a year ahead from now anyways. Like, I'm willing to do that too just to move up a couple spots because a couple spots is a huge difference yeah, when it comes t- to rookie drafts. We talk, we've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah, so to me, it's something like that as well with those kind of players. Tankin's a weird situation. It is. Never encourage it. Um, if it's blatant, it's bad. I, it, I would highly recommend your league get something in place ahead of before the season starts to clearly identify what is and what yeah. is not tanking because smart owners are going to try to manipulate right. whatever they can, can. And that's the thing. You can do it without obviously tanking. Like, you can tank without blatantly tanking. Like, it, right. you can make it a legal tank, well, essentially. One, one of my favorite moves last year, and there's players like this every year, I traded for a bunch of Dak Prescott last year on teams that weren't contenders mm-hmm. because he's hurt. He can't right. help a contender. He's not playing this year. So I had quite a few shares of Aaron Rodgers that I traded for Dak Prescott, and I might have had to give a little bit more on top, but still, like it wasn't much. Long term, I had great value, but Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. He won some people some championships. Absolutely, yeah. made a lot of sense for them, but it made even more sense for me to acquire a young stud on a rebuilding team. So those kind of moves, like trading for injured players, sometimes great can be move. a great ticket for a rebuilding. It's team. a great move for a rebuild team when guys go down, they're out for a year, especially early. For a team that wanted to compete, and you give them guys that are close to value, but not as good. Saquon Barkley was another one last year. Yeah, say you give up a guy who I, nobody pops in my head off the top of the top of my head that's doing well, but like 
you trade a guy, maybe he's a little bit older, maybe he's not not as good, but you're upgrading there like at a, that position. A Melvin Gordon. <laughs> that probably wouldn't get it done. I, I think another no. trade I actually legitimately made last year was I traded Nick Chubb, who's a, a very good running back. Sure. But I was on a rebuild, and I traded for Saquon Barkley. Helped that contending team because they had a very good running back for the rest of the season still. I got Saquon Barkley long-term who I would want more. Or like, I mean, Miles Sanders last year before he got hurt. Like, hey, I'll get, like, as soon as Saquon went down so early, or hey, I'll give you Miles Sanders. Like, ah, oh, dude, that's not fair though still. Like, he's a, still a good name that you could flip for a guy like Saquon. I'm like, okay, I'll give you Miles Sanders in my second. You know, um, guys guys along those lines sure. that you can make moves. They just always try to upgrade your team, yep. essentially. Um, it's, it, it, and every league's different. The big thing here is, when you talk about this stuff, it's easy to talk about it, but you have to know your league. Mm-hmm. You got to know know your league, and more importantly, you got to know your team and where you stand. Again, that's where the Dynasty GM comes into play, and DynastyNerds.com comes into play. And if you're not a NerdHerd member, we've been saying this for a while now. Now's the time to do it. You know, August 1st, we're doing a price increase because we have a lot of tools in the pipeline mm-hmm. here. We had a big Dynasty Nerds meeting just the other day. We have a lot of tools in development. And right now... At the price of a cup of coffee, because the price is going to go up to a price of a, of a latte, to be honest with you. So you're going from a latte a month. But right now you it's get like in for the price of a cup of coffee. Dunkin' Donuts to like Starbucks. Dunkin' Donuts is better than Starbucks. So um, Yeah, well, price-wise. But price-wise, August 1st, that price is going up. So even if you're somewhat interested as the season now starts to draw near, now's the best time you're ever going to have in your life to become a Nerd Herd member. Because I'm telling you, the tools that we have in the pipeline to develop are going to be landscape changing differentials. And if you don't believe us, just sign up now and look at the tools we have now and how far we've come with these tools in just a year with the dynasty GM. We have the mock draft tool and I'm pleased to announce as well to our audience. We are now about to have live ADP as well. So I've talked about this before. There's tons of sites that, that out there that they get their ADP because they have a couple mock drafts in the beginning of a month, and that's their ADP for the month. Well, that doesn't do me any good when news breaks that uh, a player is hurt or somebody just got arrested or somebody got suspended. Our ADP for our Nerd Herd members will be live. And by live, I mean up to the minute accurate. Every time a mock draft finishes on a mock draft tool app, uh, on our in the app store today, which is why we encourage everybody to use the mock draft. Not only is it fun and keep you on your toes for value, but you're generating live ADP mm-hmm. for our nerder members. You have live ADP on, on the site as well. That's another tool that's coming this within next week. It's going to be up on the site and we have a lot more tools coming to pipeline. And right now for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can get locked in for that tool. So I encourage everybody joining nerd her today. Dynasty GM will very help you so much in the season. So even if you're not a long-term person that spends money on tools, the price is so cheap right now. This is the time when you want to do it. Cause once you get in this price, you're grandfathered in forever Grand. at this price. Get and grannied in. We, we have a plan here and we have a dedication at dynastyers.com to do nothing but give back to the game into our members, into our nurture members, and not only that, grow the game of Dynasty. Absolutely. Everybody that joins a member, it's not like we always say, hey, buy me a cup of coffee. That's all it costs. Buy yourself a cup of coffee. That's what we're doing here. For that $3 a month, you're reinvested in your team for long-term as well. Yep. So never a better time to join the Dynasty GM. You can try for free 
right now. We have a lot of stuff in the pipeline coming soon. It's going to be well worth your wait as we draw closer to the season. You get the Dynasty GM. You also get the Dynasty Nerds film room. You get the nerd scores. There's so much to go involved to make sure that you'll be in a position to dominate your leagues. Check it out today. And next week, we get into our uh, division breakdowns. Breakdowns. Finally. Yep. This is how we usually do it. This is going to take four weeks to do, so we'll go right into the preseason. We'll do some good ADP buys right before that, some good buy sells, our bold predictions, and then we'll be watching actual NFL football. Oh, my goodness. So this is it. This is the home <sighs> stretch. We got two weeks, 14 days from today, the Browns will be in the training camp um, making that Super Bowl run. So I'm yeah. very excited. Come out to the Expo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the Fantasy Football Expo in Can, Ohio. It's going to be August 15th. Is it the 15th or 16th? Yeah, 15th. August Sunday. 15th, Can, Ohio. Get your tickets. Not only will all of us be there, yep. Yep. Dynasty Nerds and more Dynasty Nerds members, you can come by, stop, say hello, but there's going to be a ton of... Of Dynasty people out there. Our good friends at the Dynasty Trade Calculator will be, be there. NFL Roundtable. Um, DLF will be there. The Ball Blast Girls will be there. And so many more. National guys like Mike Clay. There's going to be so much fantasy football information there. Rotoviz will be there. Tons of guys. Tons of big players there. Michael Liu. Ray Garvin. Big time names here that you can come and actually meet and say hello uh, two years ago before COVID, we met a ton of people out there. Yeah, we have some awesome. really good deals uh, for our Dynasty Nerds uh, members and memorabilia as well. So come by, stay hello. Super cheap cheap tickets that Bob Lung puts on here for the FF Expo. Check them out at, uh, I think it's the, F- the FFExpo.com. It's the, uh, it the FantasyFootballExpo.com. The FantasyFootballExpo.com for your tickets. Yep. Check them 25 out. 25 bucks. That's it. And you get... S- Honestly, you get so much swag and stuff there for 25 bucks. It's well worth your wait. You get to see what everybody has at their fingertips. And you get to t- interact with your Twitter timeline in person. Yeah, essentially. everybody in the, every, Almost everybody in the Dynasty game will be there. Dynasty Trades HQ, uh, Michael mm-hmm. Sipes, Shane, uh, they, will all be, they will all be there. They have a list on the website to show you all the analysts that will be there as well. Yeah. I know a ton of analysts that are coming that aren't even on the list. They're just coming back and talk. uh Staying yeah. everybody. Like I said, it's like your Twitter line timeline in real life. And you'll see, like, I'm more than happy in person to talk about some of the stuff we have coming up in our roadmap and to encourage you why to jump they, on there. Ooh, and we'll have some saucy. good deals. They have a package on here for 65 bucks. If you want to make it a weekend, Come, you get a ticket to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and stuff. So. And, that, and that night ticket that's in that package, sweet. too, that's where all the big guys from the Kings Classic, they're at the bar to go have drinks with. That's, that's, um, that's you know, the Mike Clay's. The Bob Lungs, Brad Evans. the Bob Harrisons, uh, Brad Evans will be there. there. You know, there's tons of big time names at that event as well. So check it out. I look forward. Hopefully, everybody can make it out there and come say hello and give a wear a nerd shirt. I'll throw you a high five. Hey-oh. We'll have tons of nerd shirts and swag to give away. So can't wait. Adios.